Figarun ke imis tu suton ehontes perikimenon imin nefos marturon, okon opothemeni panta ketin efarisaten amartian di upomenis trechon, ton prochimenon imin agona, aforontes intontis pisteos archigon ketelioton, Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. The reading of the word from Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. Indeed, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And before him, no creature is hidden, but all are naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one to whom we must render an account. The word of the Lord. what sundry or divers are, but anyway, it's got a good rhythm to it. Um, But Hebrews is one of those books, um, at least one of two in the New Testament, the other being Revelation, where you have to make up your mind about what the book is doing from the beginning. Uh, because it sort of uh, inflects how you interpret all the rest of the book. You kind of have to make some decisions at the outset. And um, so um, since, since we're going to be doing this for two or three weeks, let me, let me tell you how I read uh, Hebrews. And uh, there's a variety of different opinions uh, on this, and I, I'm fiercely defensive of people's right to be wrong about this. Um, I think Hebrews is about, to use a good old-fashioned church word, backsliding. Uh, There are a bunch of Christians for whom Christianity has become wearisome. I think they're probably mostly Jewish, And it's probably become clearer and clearer that Christianity is not some odd sort of Jew. It's something else entirely. 
They're probably having to pay a social and family and cultural price. And, and there's this great temptation to go back to Judaism because they know what that is. And here's the big word. It feels secure. Which makes Hebrews a great book for us to read right now because boy, could we use a little security here. And there's this great temptation to, to try to grab hold of things to find security. And what the Hebrews writer is going to do, whoever he or she is, is this, to say, to try to go back and find security there is a really bad idea. Um, my understanding is that there's uh, an election coming up. And uh, that election will be about one issue. What makes you feel secure? It's what they're always about. And the Hebrews writer is going to say, all those things you try to find security in, none of them will deliver what they say they will. There's security to be found one place and one place only, and that's in Jesus Christ. And then I have this juicy little passage here. It says, the word of God sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to cut all the way to the bone. Graphic image. It can just slice you up. And if you don't like bloody images, he gives you another one. He says, the word of God strips you naked, makes you totally vulnerable. Hmm. Interesting. Um, when I read a book, my uh, first reaction is always the same. Uh, that is to be critical. It's what I've tried to teach my students. I've tried to teach my students just because somebody writes something doesn't mean it's right. It might be stupid. And so I've tried to get my students not just to read books, to, but to be in conversation with them. Uh, which is great. It's the reason I love books is they can't talk back. Um, I was reading a book once and he was talking about the influence that one person had on another person, but, but he had it all wrong and the person he had influencing the person hadn't even been born yet when the other person was doing his work. And I was you know, all riled up about that I told one of my friends to make that mistake in a book would be my worst nightmare. He looks at me and he says, that's your worst nightmare? And I thought, well, come to think of it, no, it's not my worst nightmare. In fact, it's not even the top 10. But I hate to do that. I hate to make that kind of mistake because I'm a critical book reader. Well, we don't quite do the Bible that way, but... I do want to point out that we sort of have this habit of torturing the Bible until it gives up its secrets. 
And um, we spend lots of time trying to make sure that we are interpreting the Bible right. We have to get it right. And the reason is that makes us feel secure. I got my security in being an accurate Bible interpreter. And I spent a lot of time trying to make sure I've got it right. And so far as I can tell, I have been wholly successful at that. But the Hebrews writer says, you've kind of got this backwards. You don't interrogate the Bible or the Word of God. The Word of God interrogates you. You don't call Scripture into question. Scripture calls you into question. Um, back when I was uh, working before being now happily retired and discovering that work was way overrated, um, I used to try to persuade my students that there is only one serious Bible study question. And that is, if I take this passage seriously, what would I have to change? Where now I'm not just asking questions about the grammar and the history, I'm allowing the Bible to cut me open. Now, I do want to point out that this is going to be surgery and not butchery. The Word of God is a scalpel, not a cleaving axe. And this surgery will save your life. Now, I assume nobody particularly wants to be operated on. I don't. Uh, but uh, if you're talking about saving my life, okay, you got my attention now. Um, and this, this, these images in these passages about, about cutting us open and, and leaving us naked kind of, kind of illustrate the kind of two basic attitudes you have to come to the Word of God with. Uh, first of all, you've got to be courageous. Uh, reading the Bible is not for wimps uh, because the Word of God will mess with you. Uh, it, it doesn't intend to leave you where you are. Uh, one writer I really like says, we spend enormous amounts of time trying to think about the world out of which the Bible came out of. But the real question is, what kind of world is the Bible trying to create? Um, that is, what, 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 is, uh, the, what does the Word of God intend to do with me? And that requires enormous courage because if you, if you take it seriously, you can't stay where you are. 
Uh, back in the old days when I was teaching, I would also tell my students, if you like everything Jesus says or does, you're just not paying attention. Because he says and does some tough things. And if you start to look at the word of God that way, it will show you things about yourself that you never knew. And that brings us to the other thing is you got to be vulnerable. You got to be willing to open yourself to what it might want to do. Um, one of my favorite Fred Craddock stories, and there's a lot of competition there because he's the greatest storyteller ever. Uh, he tells the story about uh, playing hide and uh, hide and seek with his siblings when he was a little child. And I particularly appreciate this story because uh, I was a very challenged hide-and-seek player. And the reason for that is uh, I'm claustrophobic. And you take all those places out, and there's really not very many good places to hide. Um, and... Um, you know, I, I occasionally would find a good hiding place, but I couldn't stand to be in it. Um, so I spent uh, most of my youth being it. Um, and uh, he tells the story of finding the perfect hiding place. I think it was a clothes hamper, which just almost makes me break out to think about. And he's in there and he's got you know, quilts and stuff over him and, and he's thinking to himself, they'll never find me. <laughs> they will never find me. <laughs> they'll never find me. Mm, they'll never find me. So he makes himself sneeze. Like, oh, you found me. And I thought, what a lovely image. We're always hiding, but we desperately want to be found. And if we're willing to be vulnerable to it, the Word of God will find us. Now, I do need to say one other thing that the Hebrews writer is clearly doing. I've sort of been talking about the Bible and the Word of God interchangeably, but that was a little bit sloppy. I'm hoping there was at least a couple of you out there thinking, yeah, you're being a little bit sloppy about that. Word of God is what it says. It doesn't say Bible. Right. And the Hebrews writer makes clear that first and foremost, the Word of God is Jesus. It's never words on a page. And that finally, the one who takes us apart, who shows us ourselves, the ultimate place of our security is only Jesus Christ. And that's why going backwards is such a bad idea. And then in the passage, which is not my burden today, which I believe is the culminating passage of the book of Hebrews, which has a whole series of let us statements, let us, let us, let us. 
The last one says this. Let us go to Jesus outside the city gates bearing the disgrace he bore. Because there's this great temptation to run back to Jerusalem or run back to our perfect interpretations of Scripture or run back to our politics and and find our safety and security there. And the Hebrews writer says there is no security there. There's no security anywhere down here. He said we have a city not made with hands eternal in the heavens. You want to find your security, you find it by looking forward not backwards. And you find it in Jesus Christ who takes you outside the city gates. Uh, If you allow Jesus to be the word of God in your life, it's likely he will take you places you would never have decided to go on your own. But in the end, you find life there. Um, okay, so I want to I offer you a, a 30-day challenge. Uh, it's a 30-day challenge because we have an election coming up. And um, after carefully studying the world, uh, I have come to the conclusion that the whole world is crazy. And this is your task. For the next 30 days, look at everything through the lens of Jesus Christ. Let everything you say, let everything you do, let all the decisions that you make and the interactions you have with other people flow through your commitment to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Go back. Pay attention to Jesus. See who he is. See what he'd say. See what he would do. Don't be quite so intent on interrogating the Bible and allow the word of God, Jesus Christ, to interrogate you. It's going to take courage. It's going to take vulnerability. But this is the deal. It'll save your life. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. To him who is able to keep you from falling and present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore world without end. Amen.